0: Here's James and Ash. Hey everybody, it's
1: James Vagley here and welcome to the MBA podcast.
2: Ash, as always with me today, how are you? Yeah, great to be here, James. It's a great time of the year. Looking forward to this episode. Yes, and
1: on this festive week of the year, we have Christmas coming up and I thought it would be fun to do a special case study and Often we do case studies on the podcast of successful members that we've been working with. Today we're going to do a case study using Santa. And we're going to talk about the business lessons we can learn from Santa Claus. Um, So I think this is going to be a fun Christmas style episode, Ash, because everybody knows the story of Santa. Um, We grow up, most of us grow up, knowing and learning this story. And it's a great story. There's, um, It educates kids, it teaches them to be good um, and does lots of things. I mean, what's your first memories of Santa, Ash?
2: Oh, look, well, it's a really, really good one, James. And uh, I hope you know, this really uh, resonates for listeners. But for me, you know, Santa was this time of the year that there was so much expectation and lead up to this big day On the 25th of December, like uh, it started many weeks out for me, that crescendo of anticipation and excitement and the myth that – well, it wasn't a myth. Uh, This is the point that I'm probably leading to here. It wasn't a myth for me, and it's not a myth for children. It's a fundamental belief. It's not some fantasy. Parents call it a fantasy because we know it is. But when you're growing up and that's all you know, you believe it with all of your heart. This is the way the world is. There's this guy that lives in the North Pole, and once a year, he traipses around the world dumping presents down people's chimneys because you're a good kid, right? So, you know, and parents would use that. You know, like certainly my case, James, is, you know, my my wonderful parents, as they were, a very, very good upbringing, but, you know, Santa was uh, leveraged to enforce good behaviour sometimes. Like, you know, if you're not on the good list, no presents for you. Oh, yeah. You know, so um, this myth around Santa, uh, I guess, played out in different ways. But for me, as a child growing up in the carefree seventies, um, you know, the the myth of Santa was all encompassing for me. And uh, I guess one of the <laughs> one of the saddest days in my life was when it dawned upon me that hey, this guy is not real. <laughs> you know, it can't be true. Tell me, it's not true. Don't don't don't. don't don't try and tell me this, this guy is not real. That's funny. Was- I don't
1: actually remember the day that I figured it out. I do remember roughly figuring it out because you. Pro- I think most of our listeners would you know, find presents that their parents were hiding and then lo and behold, they're the ones from Santa. And you put it together pretty quickly. I don't remember it being broken to me or having a big, uh, being really let down or disappointed. It was kind of just like a logical evolution of,
2: oh, yeah, that makes sense. I found it out. Yeah, well, maybe you're a more logical thinker than me, James. I'm not sure. uh, Maybe it was my simple country upbringing. But I think, you know, the bottom, I guess the consistent part of this is that as a a case study, and and perhaps uh, I can segue this conversation over to the the mortgage industry or even more broadly, uh, the entrepreneurial industry, um, you know, the myth of Santa. Um, And I think, you know, within our industry, the mortgage industry, you know, you know, one that we're been a part of for a long time. You know, there's this huge myth. I think that pervades our industry. It pervades social media. It pervades generally our upbringing, which is where the Santa connection is. That your you should be, you know, you should be able to have a better life by being free, by working for yourself, by taking control of your destiny. And we see this represented in so many different ways. As I said, through social media now. Um, back in my day, it was just TV and the newspapers, um, and it's fed through the industry that attracts a lot of people to our industry. And, and I call it the myth of freedom and independence. That by working for yourself, yes, you'll have some challenges, but you've got this opportunity to be free. You're in the free world. You can control your own destiny. You can control your life, and you can, you know, you can build a business that that supports that. Now, at the base of that, there's some truth, but the myth is that it's going to just happen by choosing to be a mortgage broker. And I think that's, at some point, all brokers run into the reality that that's a myth. You know, the truth is, it's bloody hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's
1: let's talk about myths and facts, because we all now know that I'm hoping this isn't being broadcast over someone's stereo with the kids in the room, Ash. (laughs) Or it's (laughs) in the car. I can just picture it. Someone's (laughs) driving along. They're going to an appointment listening to this podcast. I got the kids in the car. It's after school. And James and Ash
2: are about to say that Santa's not real. (laughs) Yeah, edit that bit out. Um, But, uh, you know, cover your ears, uh, uh, cover your kids' ears, listeners, or hit the silencer button. Yeah. Yeah. So Santa, obviously, we all know is a myth, right? So,
1: and... Fact for kids is that, well, he's not real. Like presents don't magically appear. You've got to save up. You've got to buy them. You've got to earn money. You've got to, um, you know, being good doesn't necessarily mean you're just going to get things for free magically. Um, And I think in business, this makes the same sense, doesn't it, Ash? Like the myths around business, as you said, I'll be my own boss. I can do whatever I want. It'll be easy. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. And, of course, that gets fed in by various groups and, um, you know, even people tell themselves these stories, give them, feed themselves these own myths, but quickly realise the fact is just because you're a mortgage broker doesn't mean you're going to make any money. It doesn't mean you'll be good at it. It doesn't mean you can build a business. Uh, it doesn't mean you're going to be free. You may be free of a boss, but now you answer to your bank account, you answer to your clients, <laughs> you answer yeah. to, you know, it's a bit like the kids, you know, um, just because you're good doesn't mean you get presents. So in business, it doesn't matter how good a mortgage broker you are, um, how hard you try, how well-meaning you are, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And yeah, I love that. It's, I that don't know, that's I, really good. Yeah, but I'm... I don't know I think I feel like because this is a Christmas episode I just got a little bit too raw <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: well you know uh, listeners you know we, we hope you all have a fabulous Christmas but you know the, the the point you make James is a really uh really powerful one and I just give my uh, two cents on it I guess and and I, I love that connection between the myth that part of the myth of Santa that if you if you just behave well good things will happen right um which is what the Santa thing's really about many for kids. I mean, there's obviously other parts of Christmas and Santa, family a, a, and and celebration and, and religious connections for some people. But at the base of it, I think, is this connection between good behaviour and good outcomes. And Santa will only come to you if you're a good kid. He keeps a list. Great. Okay. And that's, that's part of the myth. That's part of our coding. That's part of how we grow up. And I think it's so easy for that mindset to transfer to business that simply by making a choice to be self-employed and be as a broker and and being positive and, and, you know, behaving well, so to speak, in the way that you think you should, that good things will happen and you'll build a successful business and things will just magically work out. I use the word magically specifically there, that just by being self-employed, things will magically work out for me. And I think it's a really, really confronting uh, transition or, or, or shift for most mortgage brokers to recognize that, that things don't just magically work out. You've actually got to be really intentional and about taking action, making decisions, and making things happen. That's not any great revelation, I guess, but I guess the, the tricky part in the mortgage industry is well, what are those decisions? What are those intentions? What are the actions? Um, Once I accept that the myth of self-employment equaling freedom, you know, comes home to roost. Yep. Who would have thought that we could learn so much about
1: business from Santa, everybody? (laughs) Um, And and I don't think we need to complicate it more than that. I mean, that's uh, the crux of what we want to talk about today. And I think given that we got to that message pretty quickly, Ash, um, it, it is Christmas this week and I thought... Why not let's just dive in and talk just for a minute or two each about, um, on a non-businessy front, maybe a bit of a Christmas light note in terms of uh, what Christmas uh, is like for you, just to give listeners an idea of what's going to happen in the, the Playstead household, and uh, I'll do the same.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, Christmas, Christmas has always been um, built around family time for me, obviously when I was younger. Uh, I would always spend every Christmas um, up on my grandparents' farm, which is in the river, Murray River part of Victoria here in Australia. Um, those are the beautiful memories of family coming together at my grandparents' house and, you know, having the big Christmas meal and um, having that free time and holidays. As I've grown older and obviously got my own family now, uh, Christmas is a chance to do two things. When you've got young kids, it's about that anticipation, that thrill, that magic of Christmas Day. So, yes, I, I do perpetuate the myth of Santa, absolutely, because I think it's a beautiful part of childhood. Um, um, but the, the, the broader thing for me, it's about catching up with family, spending quality time together, maybe just uh, without the pressures of business, um, without having to be somewhere Um, that you can just relax reflect share some gifts I mean the gift the gift giving to me is you know um, a small part of it Um, you know it's more about the kids the gift giving but for adults it's about catching up spending time and and uh, connecting over a common a common theme Um, because you know as you get older I think for me there's not that many times of the year that present opportunities to catch up with family whatever your family looks like you know it tends to be births, deaths, and marriages, um, we, two of which are exciting and one of which is not so exciting. Um, so Christmas sort of feeds in there as one of those opportunities that it's almost an excuse, you know, that brings everyone together. So for me, that's what it means, coming together with family and loved ones.
1: Yeah, it's the same. I, I like i like you mentioned that because it's kind of the same for me. I mean, i uh, you know, I, I don't have any kids and... The, you know, Christmas I wake up and it sort of feels like just any other day. Um, but yeah, it, it is all about the, the family because at the end of the day, it's, there's not many chances you get for an all-in get-together if you're lucky enough to have, to be all in the one space. And it's not just an all-in get-together, but it's an all-in get-together and everybody's in a good mood. Like there's a theme, you know, it's Christmas, the tree's up. The kids are excited, which gets adults excited. It's something that can't be replicated um, in any other environment. So it's a great day. It's in Australia. It's summer, so it's warm. It means being outside, relaxing, and, you know, if it's time off work, that's a a double whammy. For me, Ash, I don't know about you. This is letting listeners in a little bit. For me, Christmas ham is the go-to. Um, ah. Nothing else for me but Christmas ham is a go-to. And then for those of you, um, I'm from Adelaide originally in, in, in Australia, and sparkling red wine is the go-to there on Christmas Day. So it's a strange one, Ash. It's 30, 40 degrees Celsius, and you're drinking heavy sparkling <laughs> red wine. Not, not regular champagne, not white, sparkling white, but heavy sparkling white. It's what we do. You uh, don't ask questions, but sparkling red and ham for me. What's
2: your go-to? Well, you are from Adelaide, James, so that does explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listeners from Australia, you'll get that. Um, I'm a turkey kind of guy. You're yeah. a ham guy. I'm yep. a turkey guy. So, you know, we, we my sister um, traditionally cooks up the turkey and uh, we tend to share Christmas um, at my place or her place or my other sister's place. Um and then whatever family is still about um, collects there. Um, so that's that's what Christmas is about for me. And, you know, and I, I think maybe on a slightly more sombre note, I mean, I, I, I hope our listeners have a fabulous Christmas and, and irrespective of your ability to catch up with family members, you know, with this time in the world we're living in. You know, for some people, Christmas doesn't always represent a happy time, you know, if they're separated from loved ones, um, which applies to a lot of people. You know, uh, take the opportunity to connect in whatever way you can with your loved ones. Um, if you're lucky enough to be able to meet together in the same place in a physical contact, fantastic. If you can't, take the chance to to reach out and connect, and um, you know, and go from there. You know, because that, that's my sort of Christmas message: is it's a time for connection, it's a time for mending bridges for some people, and it's a time for catching up with loved ones for other people. Indeed. Well said, Ash. And listeners, whatever
1: uh, Christmas means to you, we hope you have a great week and looking forward to seeing you as always. We're going to keep doing these every single week. So uh, have a fantastic week, Christmas, and we were looking forward to seeing you next week. Ash,
2: Merry Christmas. See you next week. Merry Christmas, James. And for any kids listening, I'll leave you with one thought. Santa's real. (laughs) Santa's real, everybody. Catch you next
0: time. See ya. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.